Hey everyone, and thank you so much for tuning into the multidimensional journey. This is your host, Ayahuasca Carr. Welcome back. Today I have my friend and guest, Ryan, and we are getting in deep with his recent experience with Ayahuasca. I'm so excited to have him here on the podcast. But first, we're going to hear from our sponsors. And welcome back to the multidimensional journey. This is your host, Ayahuasca Carr. And today we have a special guest. My, I'd call you my friend at this point, right? Right, Ryan? Yeah, yeah, I'd yeah. say so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Friend and uh, ceremony, um, I don't know what you want to call it, partner. It was just us that night, so, which is what mm-hmm. we're getting in today. Um, yeah, so Ryan, he can, you can do your own little introduction and kind of tell people who you are and what you're about. Um, and then we'll kind of dive into today's discussion, which is about, uh, Ryan's first experience with the medicine. Um, and I'll just kind of put my, some of my intentions out there, but I know a lot of people, you know, they're nervous they don't know what to expect. Um, so we'll kind of touch on some things today to kind of give the uh, the virgin ceremony goers, please thank Ayahuasca <laughs> for saying this, um, some a little more confidence, a little more, uh, you know, just a little more insight. So yeah, go ahead, Ryan, and kind of just say some words about yourself. Sure. Uh, well, thank you first and foremost for, for having me on. This is exciting. Um, I, I run a podcast myself. I've been doing the dive into discussion podcast for the past couple of years. Um, I had been pulled in that direction. Uh, I would say a few months before I got let go from my job in October of 2017 and my past had been, following everything that I didn't want to follow up to that point. I was trying to do the normal societal thing of getting the the nine to five, working your way up and then retiring. And it just wasn't working. So the, the time frame that I, I was let go, um, couldn't have been more perfect. And everything that I've been doing since then has, Man, it is the the entrepreneurial journey uh, that I have been wanting to go towards. I I feel like my whole life, I'm finally in right now. So these these past couple years have been have been um, an immersion into that. Like I I've been focusing on on the podcast, what that is bringing me. It's opened up a couple different avenues. I've just been releasing as much of the old shit that I um, used to subscribe to without much thought going towards what I feel is right and where I feel I should be going. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm in it right now. I'm not, (laughs) I'm not in one of those places that's like, oh yeah, like five years ago is when it started. And I, 
I've made it. Like, no, I'm, I'm in the journey and it's, uh, it's a roller coaster and some days are good and some days are bad. Um, but I, I love it. Uh, where, where I've gone and what I've grown and what I've learned or how I've grown and what I've learned over the, the past couple of years and the directions it's taken me is pretty, pretty awesome. So I'm, I'm loving life right now. Heck yeah. And thank you for being on here. Really, really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, a lot of people can learn from what you just said. Being in the thick of it is an exciting place and um, there's a lot of unknown and you sound like you're well in this moment right yeah (laughs) it sounds like you're soaring through the unknown so yeah that's incredible that's incredible yeah that's definitely something that psychedelics help with soaring through the unknown (laughs) hey fucking amen brother right (laughs) oh my god yeah talk about like learning to love letting go and just like yeah Mm. yeah so yeah, and so Ryan and I, we met, I think, I don't know, I think it was like a year and seven months ago. I don't know exactly what it is. But... Yeah, it was close to, yeah, it was close to two years, <laughs> I'd say, yeah. Accurate? Okay, yay. <laughs> and we, uh, we met through Instagram, I think, mm-hmm. and I went on your podcast and we talked about ayahuasca and, whew, it's, um, man, I don't, it's, it's taken over the world since we had that podcast um and especially the u.s mm-hmm. and it's interesting um you know we have uh here over in my neck of the woods we have the our first plant medicine conference here um in tucson arizona and that's pretty incredible and it's just it's just taken over nice. and it's just like you know, a lot of healing, a lot of, um, a lot of good things. So yeah, let's, uh, let's go through the, uh, let's go through a replay movie of the events. Um, <laughs> so this is interesting cause it's been about, has it been a couple of weeks? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh sh- yeah. Yeah. It's been like two weeks. Uh, exactly. Uh, just about. Yeah. So, uh, this is, you know, you've had some time to integrate. Obviously, this is uh, sometimes in, sometimes like the, and I can say this because I've been sitting with the medicine for a while, but I'm by means no expert. This is just my experience. Um, it's like what one ceremony meant two weeks ago can mean something completely different two years from now. So this this is kind of like, you'll have to come back on again a year from now. Maybe it'll mean something <laughs> else. I don't know. <laughs> Oh yeah. It just works like that. So yeah, why don't you um yeah, why don't you just like I remember I, I was I messaged Ryan, I was like, hey, you you wanna come sit in a ceremony? And he was like and I remember he said like a cacao ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't and I was like I didn't want to get my hopes up. I was just like, um, <laughs> I was like, oh my god, please be ayahuasca, please be ayahuasca, and I was just oh, like, oh no, uh, okay. So you were calling, you were calling her. You were like, yes, medicina, I need you. Yeah, I've 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 been interested and very like really wanting to do it. I I would say these past 
couple years, uh, but very interested in it like the last seven or eight. Wow. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Seven to eight years? Yeah. Like I Wow, that's incredible. I you know, it's when I first I would say it was when I first found out about it. And mm-hmm. um just wow. just hearing people certain people talk about their experience, I'm like, what is this shit? Like holy crap. Like what like some of the stuff they're talking about, it it piqued my curiosity because of of that. I'm like how are people getting these amazing, profound, life-changing uh, downloads or messages or whatever you want to call it? Um, it? It was just fascinating to me because it, it seemed like it genuinely helps people heal. And I was just blown away by the just hearing about it and reading about it. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's incredible. So, like, around 2000 and – wait, no, 2000 – I'm like, can I do math right now? Yeah. <laughs> it's been a, um, 2012 then. Yeah, yeah, I'd say around 2012, 2013, oh, yeah. That's awesome. Um, and it, and uh, in all fairness, um, I'm running a cacao ceremony next week, so there's nothing against <laughs> cacao. It's actually fantastic medicine. Um, but just to kind of – I just thought I was like – you know, I know we, we had been in contact and I was, I felt like it was the right timing and I was like, oh, maybe he'd be interested. And mm-hmm. anyway, so, uh, yeah. And then you got connected with the person, um, who was running the ceremony and that was all great. So you can start wherever you want mm. and don't even take cues from me. Um, I do, th- I do think it's worthy or valuable to the listeners to talk about, you sounded really diligent about your, what we call in the ayahuasca world, your dieta, which mm. is like, you, you know, a strict adherence to a, a certain food plan to prepare one's mind and body to receive the medicine. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you want to talk a little bit about uh, how easy that was or how difficult that was, whichever <laughs> way. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Um, well, I knew going into it because I had, read about it and looked into it and have been following the the psychedelic space for a while now and um i'm like if i do this thing i'm gonna fucking do it uh i i I already knew that it was you know I i was gonna do what i was asked to do because it's not my expertise like i'm i'm here for the experience i'm here to find out what i need to do to get the most out of it and um, I had done diets in the past. Like I had gone a week before, uh, just it's, it's, uh, eaten like a single, single item of fruit each day and a different day, like a different color for each day. So, you know, if one day was yellow, it'd be like pineapple all day and that'd be the only thing you eat. So I've, I had experience doing certain diets before. So I kn- yes. I knew that I was that I can do it. I know that I can do it. Um, Absolutely. But I'm I'm used to coffee every day. You know, I'm I'm used to some sort of meat throughout the the week, and you know, I consider myself on the the healthier side when it comes to my food choices. But I'm not 
ridiculously strict. So making it ridiculously strict and sticking to just fruits, vegetables, um, nuts, but not peanuts. And I, I did have some eggs, had some, um, I normally do like a protein powder, but I saw that it was like, don't do the protein powder. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. So it was just, it was, to be honest, it was starting to weigh on me by the end of the week. Um, uh, after a few days, I started feeling really, really foggy, super tired. Um, and I think that had to do with like something going on around the time it, you know, they just eliminated a bunch of shit and then having to worry about some other stuff at the same time. I, I was worried going into ceremony that I hadn't spent enough time trying to get, mm. trying to get present. Um, right. you know, I would, I was doing my, my best, but also I, I felt like I, uh, it was just the unknown. I was like, shit, did I do enough? You know? Um, so that was, you know, something that I had thought about leading into, into ceremony, but by the time I got there and by the time I was getting ready to, to have the, the first cup, I was just like, whatever is about to happen is what's about to happen. And ultimately that was my intention with the whole thing. I'm like, if this is just all body and I just end up getting sick and, and whatever, then I'll, then that was my lesson. That's what I'm supposed to figure out. So it was understanding that I'm not going to be able to control the experience. And the more that I'm going to get out of it um, or to get the most out of it, I need to just release. I need to just be like, all right, whatever I'm supposed to be shown right now is what I'm supposed to be shown. Um. So yeah, the uh, I, I guess do you have any questions before I get into the no, beginning part no. of the ceremony? Yeah, go for it. I love it. Yeah, I'm I'm solid. <laughs> cool. Uh, <laughs> the the first part before we even took the cup uh, that I had no idea about wasn't expecting was the rape was the mm -hmm. um the tobacco powder blend that got sh shot up my nose and <laughs> <laughs> no idea about that portion of it so i was just like well this is part of it and i was told that it's something that can enhance the experience it works very well with ayahuasca so I was like, yes, anything and everything that I'm going to do. Yes. It was always like a yes, you know, like this, I'm going to do this. And um, I noticed right out the gates that that gave me a different sense of clarity. Uh, it, the, the fogginess and the tired feeling that I was talking about earlier leading up to it, it went away yeah. after, nice. after the rape, um, which wasn't expected but at the same time i was like okay this is this is cool gotcha um yeah. and then uh, you know after having the first cup the instruction was to just be grateful like put out gratitude like what are you grateful for so for the first 
I, I don't know how long it was before the second cup, probably at least half an hour, 45 minutes. Um, you know, I was laying down. I was really just running through every single thing that I could possibly be grateful for, even the bad shit, you know, even the shit yeah. that had happened in my life that I was just like some of the some of the most emotionally draining times of my life, you know, like with my, with my parents passing and, you know, just stuff like that, just being, being grateful for what I had with them when they were here, being grateful for what I've learned in their absence, being grateful for what I've learned that they didn't teach me that I had to learn on my own. Like that's the kind of stuff that I was doing. And each time I would start to get towards the end of being grateful of like a chain of events, like another thing would pop up and I would just go into everything with that. So a couple of times I noticed myself like getting away from it, but really fighting to bring myself back into the moment because I'm like, I need to focus on this. I need to focus on this. And you know, that that's some shit that's easier said than done because our minds want to wander and you know, right. I'm sitting there thinking like, Ooh, when's it going to kick in? You know, <laughs> like <that whole> thing. <laughs> so i was just sitting there like oh my god so after some time you know the the second cup was offered and i went up and was asked you know is how are you feeling you know i'm like i honestly don't feel anything um because i didn't and um there was more intention setting with the the second cup, you know, holding on to it, um, putting the intention that you're wanting out of it. And it was just the same stuff over and over just to be open, to release, to, to be shown what, um, what I need and not necessarily what I want. And, um, good point. Drank it down and was told instead of laying down because I was laying down on the, the mat that was on the floor to sit up and get in your body. And that was something that I needed to hear because I'm a lot of times I'm in my head um, and it helped to get in my body. Um, and I've avoided getting in my body for so long because as, as you know, I've been dealing with um, muscle issues over the last couple of years with a ridiculous amount of knotting and like every single muscle group, you know, my calves, my quads, my hamstrings, my lats, my pecs, like everywhere. It just sucks. Um, and I was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to get into my body. And the way that I know how to get into my body is when you're sitting down is to kind of just like let your head um, go down a little bit so it's closer to your heart space and you're just trying mm -hmm. to feel more than having your head up and mind wandering. So, right. um, so the, that's when it started, I would say, um, well, not the actual experience, but starting to get the the feeling in right. in in my body because um, the guide started playing guitar and singing, and that instantly took me back to 
my mom. Uh, my mom used to sing for me um, before going to bed when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I hadn't thought about that in quite some time. She, uh, she passed in 2017. And, yeah, I just it wasn't for like forgetting or not wanting to remember. It was just, I just hadn't thought about it. So that made me cry. And I started to, you know, just get, I'm just like, just let it go. Just like feel into it. And I just started thinking about, you know, how much I missed her. And um, so that was, that was a pretty emotional part for me at the be the beginning of it. Um, and then, uh, let's see, not too long after that, um, the guy started playing the drum and that's when the actual, I would say, ayahuasca experience started to happen. Um, my head started moving around like you're kind of like loosening up your neck but it was like moving in a circle but I wasn't doing it it was one of those things where I was just I had let my body go you know I wasn't controlling it I wasn't attempting to do anything with it it's just what it started doing and and it's very out of character because I hadn't really move my head or neck around that much over the past couple of years because of the, the shit that was generating from my spine and how that affected in, you know, the rest of my body with my, my muscle issue. So I, it's been like the opposite of that. Like I I've been attempting not to move my head around that much, you know? So I'm just sitting here like, Holy crap. Uh, this, so, you know, I, I, a couple of times I had to get out of my head because I'm like, what if I, what if I hurt myself? Like, what if I hurt myself? And, and, you know, the voice that was coming up was just like, let go, like, let go. And I'm like, all right, like, I'm just going to trust it. Um, so then my body started moving to the beat of the drum. It was moving around a little bit and I, I was just like, okay, I'm I'm getting the the message that I I need to move my body more. It's a message that I've been getting from my uh the exercise physiologist that I've been working with to help out with all these issues. Um but it's one thing to hear it and it's one thing to feel it and I feel like in that moment I actually felt it. I was like, "All right. Gotcha. Cool. I need to move my body around." Yeah. So then while that was going on, it was like I got, I was all of a sudden out in like the the wilderness, like not like in the, in the mountains, like back in the day before cities. Um, and there was like a drum circle off in the distance and I could hear it. You know, I could see like a little flicker of light. Like it, I knew it was there. I knew what was going on, but I, I was a little further away from it. And... I was like, all right, that's interesting. And then some uh, like indigenous or first nations people's faces started to pop up and they would like, they would come into focus 
and then they would yeah. fade away and they would come into focus and then they would fade away. Wow. And then this is where it was like super interesting it was when um, this old uh, UFC fighter, his name's Evan Tanner. He was, he was this, this fighter that would take, um, he would take his motorcycle out in the desert and take supplies with him, have his own spiritual experience, then come back. And one time he went out and just never returned. He showed up. And I was just like, whoa, this is odd. Uh, You know, kind of like, hey, Evan Tanner, what are you doing here? Um, And I ended up getting the the message um, during and definitely like afterwards just thinking about it. And it was like, oh, wow, this was the masculine energy that I had wanted when I was younger. Um, It's something that I, not Evan Tanner, the person, but just the embodiment of the energy. Um, You know, the way he was standing there was just stoic, um, strong, both mentally and physically, understanding, holding space, like that type of shit. And... um, I didn't get that when I was younger. I was surrounded by um, men who were who didn't have much emotional intelligence, and it's I don't blame them for it. You know, they were raised by men who had little to none, or really not raised at all by by men to to showcase that. So I I feel like I've I missed out on that, and I'd notice that later in life like when I do run into somebody that has a strong relationship with their father and see how they carry themselves. It's, it's different. And, um, yeah, it's something that I really wanted. Um, and I, I hadn't got, and what was very surprising about the whole thing was the masculine energy that was showing up because I is a feminine energy, but it was just remembering like, Oh, she gives you what you need, not what you want. And it was like, oh, fuck. (laughs) Like, wow. All right. Cool. So that went on for a little bit. Um, You know, periodically I would check in with him and be like, oh, he's still there. And he would like just he didn't say anything. and just showed up like beside me or behind me or something. It's just like, yeah, I got you. I got your back. So it was like I had nothing to worry about, you know. Um, Yeah. And then I was getting the message to open my eyes. So I opened my eyes a little bit and there was this like really dark mass in front of me. And what I attribute to that is um, being my, my helplessness, my hopelessness. Um, Cause I, I have, um, I, I do the guy thing where it's like, I can handle it. And there's only so much you can handle before it gets like really, really super heavy. And, um, you know, all those different things in life, like people dying, like relationships fizzling out and, you know, job opportunities, not working out and not getting a win with this entrepreneurial stuff and like all this other shit, like it adds up. Like I know that I can take it, but, at the same time it's like you know i that shouldn't be a reason to continuously put myself 
through that because I inevitably get to a point where I feel hopeless. I feel helpless. And I get to this place where I'm just like, it's a, it's a defeating place to be. Um, and I saw that in the mass, you know, I was just like, it's not scary. It's just kind of sad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then I started to, to come back into the room a little bit. I mean, it was dark. There was only, you know, the candle that was lit. And I was like, all right, if that's what was supposed to happen, that's what was supposed to happen. Got it. I've got a couple messages, like move your body more. You know, you got this masculine energy. You got to see your helplessness or hopelessness. Like if this is what it was supposed to be, this is what it's supposed to be. And you need to work on that type thing. And then um, I found (laughs) out it definitely wasn't over. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Because, you know, at the same time, I've I've been like, um, I wanted it. I wanted there to be more, but I was okay with it being what it was uh, because of the intention setting, because of what I put into it so far. And I was just like, you know, just going into it with as little expectation as possible. Um, because I feel like if I was going into it being like, Oh my God, like I'm going to have this Aubrey Marcus experience that, you know, is for the ages, you know, if that doesn't happen, I'm going to be disappointed and I'm going to miss out on the whole thing. Um, So, yeah, I was like sitting there and I'm like, okay. I started to lean down a little bit and Mm I I closed my eyes again. I started to see these patterns start to shift and move. These shapes started to shift and move. It wasn't like super brightly colored, but I could see the, it was like a mini kaleidoscope type thing. Um, and then I couldn't feel my body. And mm. then I was like, oh, my God, I'm getting the gift of not having to feel this pain right now. Um, because I it's like every day, like it's something like I ache or I have to feel this knotted up quad or calf or something along those lines. And. Um, that adds to the helplessness, hopelessness type thing where it's like after so many months, you know, now going on years living with this, it, it gets heavy. Uh, so having that moment of, I didn't feel my body. I was just like, Oh my God, like this is pretty amazing. And then I realized I was in DMT world. And I was just like, okay, because I, I had smoked DMT before. So I, I, I know what it felt like. And, um, I had a little bit of familiarity with it and it's just so crazy because it was like, as soon as I realized that I got this like little, little voice type thing that was just like, welcome back, you know? And it's like, okay. Could you interject really quick? Yeah. So um, can you uh, paint a picture of what DMT world is like uh, visually and sensationally just because, you know, some people might not know what that world is. Yeah. Um, 
So DMT world is there's this like buzzing sensation that you get in your in your body uh, that is it's like I think it can be equated to like the the ohm you know the the sound of the the universe the ohm like that yes. the like that type of thing like a didgeridoo type thing and um and it, when you smoke it it's extremely fast it's like being in a kaleidoscope that is constantly changing plus going at the speed of light plus seeing things that you've never seen ever before and it is it's ineffable like the smoking of it to me is ineffable like i've i've gotten some messages out of it uh but attempt to explain what i saw hell no like that's Sorry, yeah the, i i love the way michael pollan explains it and how to change your mind where he's like you know take a caveman into today's world and put him in a city like new york and take him back to his tribe and go explain what you saw you know it's you right. can't um but the feeling of it i would say is is it's like a buzzing it's like a a hurts feeling uh like the the vibration type thing that, that you get. And um, that's what I started to feel when I realized I was in DMT world. Uh, it was that, that buzzing, you know, that, that like, okay, because then those shapes started to shift into more of the, the patterns that are more recognizable. And it wasn't as bright as when you smoke it for me, at least. Uh, but it was easy to see, you know, it was like dark, right. dark blues, dark purples, like different shades of like black. And, um, and then it was like the jesters showed up. And if you've seen any of like Alex Gray's art, it, again, it wasn't as bright as that, but like some of the figures that are in that art showed up and, right man they they told me they told me about my superpowers which are you they were telling me you know you you don't give a fuck what other people think and that is a superpower of yours and you can see right through people like you know when they got when there's something going on um and you need to use that i'm like okay all right all right all right okay all right um (laughs) yeah yeah exactly and then uh (laughs) you know they it was it was the faces like the the jester faces that were coming in and out of focus and um you know some those couple messages and then it was, you know, um, where did it go from there? It was like, okay. Yeah. So a different type of music was playing at that time. And my left hand was like moving around on my face and my head. And I was like, kind of like swaying back and forth, uh, to the music and, something else that I'll do when I'm in that hopeless, helpless space. 
um, or really defeated or feeling like really like down is like, I'll be like, ah, man. And, you know, just shake my head back and forth. And when I had that uh, thought that came up, my hand grabbed my face and started moving it up and down. And it was just like, you, you don't shake your head back and forth anymore. They were like, that's a, that's a defeating thing that is um not that is giving away any power that you have it's not that you don't have to feel it you, it's not that you don't have to avoid the situation however you do need to approach it with this kind of like the Evan Tanner thing a stoicism like you know just you can show strength in moments of depression sadness and hopelessness Um, which is ridiculously awesome, uh, for me to, to get that message because I'm something else I've been doing over these past couple of years because of that realization about the, you know, the men from my past, I'm attempting to build a new man. Like I'm attempting to build the person that I, that I feel I, I, that, that I feel I am. And yes. that I feel I've gone away from over the years. And it's little tidbits like that that are just like, it made sense to me. You know, it, it's so freaking personal, but it, at the same time, and it might seem like a small thing, but for me, it was just like in that moment, it was, it was very powerful to, to get that message. Um, because it, it does start with the small shit, you know, it, 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 it's changing those little things and noticing those little things and being able to show up differently. It's the self-awareness, you know? Yeah. Um, so that part, I was just like, Holy crap. Okay. Um, and then the shadow figures showed up, uh, and the shadow figures is just, just like what you might think. It's like a shadowy, being in the shape of um a human being i guess and there were four of them one on each side um just just holding their hands up to me just making sure i felt comforted felt taken care of like that's another thing about the experience i i felt like taken care of the entire time um And then they allowed me to see what pure love was and they got me, they allowed me to feel what pure love was. It was, and it's, is the, is so many just parallels to all this, this whole thing. It's just like being able to see the, the dark mass before and now being able to see this like yellow, orange, reddish glowing mass beside me. That was like the yin and the yang that was just like, Oh my God. God, like they say that the love is the most powerful force in the universe. And I actually got to feel it. Like I actually got to feel that. And I was just like, ridiculously grateful for it. You know, just they just like, let me sit with it. Like I got to sit with it and just understand like what it felt like. And it was just like, holy crap. And then it just got taken to a whole new level because they took that mass and put it in me. And that was when the experience just was like, oh, my God, 
Um, for anybody that is listening that has seen the Marvel movies, whenever Thanos gets one of those, or whenever any of the characters get like the Infinity Stones, and it's like they get all this power that just surges through them, that was like what it felt like. It felt like I got a love Infinity Stone. So it was like light was like shooting out of my body and it was just like in in the in the moment, like in, like while it was happening, like it was just like this ah like it couldn't be contained type yeah. thing. My fucking arms went back against the wall and they were going up in the air. Like again, I wasn't doing this myself. It is just what was happening. Yeah. And um yeah i after that happened and got absorbed into me it was like oh my fucking lord like that's when i started getting i i i kind of just came back into my body a little bit and just was like rocking back and forth because i was like what the fuck just happened what the fuck just happened what the fuck just happened oh my god oh my god oh my god and that the part that was like really really cool is the the guide uh i mean talk about somebody that was in tune you know she came over like right after that and and, like blessed me with the mapacho the tobacco um like literally right after that happened and i'm like wow how did you know right you know and I, not too long after that, I was, um, that was the, the pinnacle of the experience. And I was getting the, the urge to be, to go outside. So I went outside, sat in one of those awesome, like zero gravity chairs, leaned back, looked up at the sky. It was a clear night. I could see the stars. The medicine was still doing its thing. So I got to play with the stars a little bit. <laughs> I got to move them around. Um, and there were just so many undertones of like my, my childhood because like my mom, uh, another thing she used to do is she would take me and like some of the friends from my neighborhood out into the country, um, either to a friend's house or just wherever. And we just lay a blanket down and stargaze. Um, so it took me back to that. I heard a train in the distance. I grew up a couple streets away from a set of train tracks. So that was very, very comforting to me. And I was just like, just, you know, kind of laughing at the whole thing of like, of course the train's there. Of course, you know, this is bringing back these memories. Of course, you know, it's like, I don't even question it that much anymore. I'm just like, yeah, of course this is the way it is. Um, yeah, and then uh, after a minute, came back inside, and it was just like, all right, ceremony has come to an end. And I didn't get sick until after the whole thing was over. Um, yeah. And the, what, I, what I was told about that was if you do get sick, um, look at it as something that you don't need anymore. You don't need to take with you, and you can give it back. And I looked at that as like my hopelessness and helplessness, that, that dark mass that I had seen. And I'm like, right. you know, I'm not saying that that's never going to show up again. Um, 
But in that moment, I was just like, I'm okay with not holding anymore. Right. You know, I'm, I'm okay with not carrying this around with me. And, um, and I would say since then, like some of the stuff that I've taken action on around my podcast and the behind the scenes stuff, like, you know, technical difficulties with emails and websites and all this shit that would normally take me, you know, weeks, months, something else to pull the trigger because I looked at something as a bigger excuse me, is a bigger deal than what it actually was. Yeah. And just looking at those things and being like, oh, I'm just going to chip away at it. And all, yeah. all these feelings that I would have before of, man, this sucks. This is annoying. I don't want to do this. Like all this and that, like the, this stuff that I've been trying to reprogram. Um, yeah. It wasn't there. It hasn't been there. <laughs> and it hasn't been there since. And I'm like, wow, wow. And again, like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not looking at this as being like a cure-all, but at the same time, I'm looking at it as like, no, this is a tangible thing that I know in my, my being that isn't there right now. This is one of those things that can't be measured that, you know, those, those things that stop us from doing certain things. Right. It's like that can't be measured because you can't really you can't measure it we don't have anything scientifically i don't believe at this moment to measure something like that a feeling you know right right and yeah i and even to add to that like god the the car ride home like the the trip that i was you know the the hours that I was in the car was like the most pleasant thing ever. Another message that I got in DMT world um, was don't mess with your knots because I have a tendency to, to, you know, press on them while I'm driving or when I'm sitting around or I'll cross my legs to put um, like my calf on my knee so I can dig into one of these places that's bothering me. And, yeah. you know, I've also been told by the, the person that I've been working with, you know, don't do that. Try to get away from that, which I've been actively attempting to when I notice it. But I have done it so long that sometimes I'll be doing it. And then when I notice it, that's when I stop. But the entire way home, it was like I didn't do that. And wow. uh, that night I was releasing my lat with uh, a roller and... And that's just like leaning on this hard PVC pipe um, to attempt to alleviate some of the tension in my muscles. Mm-hmm. My, my quads for like the last year have been like a rope that has a lot of knots tied in them um, mm-hmm. because you can feel the knots. Like some of them were like golf ball size. Like it's, it was intense. And I was able to release those out of my, my quads. Um, I felt them untie as it was happening. And it was another one of those, like, Oh my God, Oh my, what is happening right now? Like, what the hell is going on? (laughs) You know? And I'm like, I don't attribute it 100% to ceremony, but I, I see how everything has worked 
together. Like the messages that I got during that were a confirmation from the messages that I was getting before and all the work I've been doing over the past couple of years to attempt to get my body back to a place where it actually feels good has been a learning opportunity because I've had to reprogram 30 plus years of bad movement. Right. And it was like all this shit just, oh, I was like, ah, uh, wow, just fucking mind boggling. And like, I, I went to bed, I was just, like, after that, I went to bed that night and I was just like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I would say I got both uh, physical and mental clarity out of uh, yeah. the experience. Wow. Yeah. And um, if you guys are interested, actually, Brian and I recorded a podcast. I think it was less than 48 hours uh, right after the experience. And then now this is two weeks after. Yeah. And it sounds like the insights and the messages and the experience you had is continuing to roll through your life, you know, some of the things you mentioned, like, you know, you just, this is the thing you like, you go to an experience you usually have every day, but you go, you show up to it and all of a sudden it's different. Yeah. You, know, you mentioned not being as irritated or whatever. So that default network is kind of not, maybe, maybe not so default anymore. And it's like, Whoa, well, isn't this nice? Like I'm, I'm having, a different experience in my life. Mm-hmm. And um, there's something about the medicine that you, like you said, it's DMT world. It's very unexplainable. And, you know, I'm still learning like how to, I'm in training right now to sit with the medicine, understand the medicine, learn how to navigate the medicine space. And um, it's, it can be, I mean, there's a lot of things we can talk about in science, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's that, which is great. You know, science is great. It, it shows us on a chemical level what's happening. And then there's that psycho spiritual part that, you know, it, it, the medicine just like brushes into us and digs into us in the most perfect way to give us the lessons that we need. Like who, who knew that the UFC fighter would embody this masculine energy and, you know, or the love that's your, that you were given by your spirit guides, Mm -hmm. you know, and inside of you. And um, these are gifts, right. And we get to carry them after ceremony is long gone. Mm -hmm. Um, Absolutely. I think that was one thing. Yeah, I think that was one thing we we got hundy hundred percent about, as my partner would say. Um, I like if if you don't take what you learned in ceremony seriously, it's it's not going to be a good time. No, <laughs> no, like I don't. Uh, yeah, this is one of those experiences. It's I feel like with any substance, though, if you don't respect it, it's going to humble you. Yeah. Oh God. That was the second night (laughs) for me, for me, you weren't there, but I mean, my ass was handed to me because there was parts of me that, you know, I won't get into it too much, but, um, 
and I think I talked about it on your podcast a little bit more, but yeah, I was shown like the lineage and the indigenous like energy mm. of this like practice. And uh, oh yeah, wow. I was fucking home. Thank God. Jesus. Ah! Fucking huge ass ego. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm thankful. So, so thankful. Ugh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah so you you yeah you you had a well you had an experience we don't have to label it and (laughs) um, yeah but it does sound like you you received a lot like and not everyone's experience is like this right so Mm -hmm. you know this is great and i guess the question is uh will you will you sit again is this something you would do again oh absolutely yeah yeah i i plan on coming back early next year if if i can make that happen that's my oh sweet that's my plan as of right now because i just it's not something that you can get in any other way I guess I should say uh, like I'm, I'm not going to get that experience in traditional therapy and it's not to say traditional therapy doesn't work. Um, but to the level that I had that experience, like, come on, like, I'm not going to get that out of just sitting and talking about some of my stuff. And if I was going to get some of those messages that I got that stuck, I feel like it is something that would potentially take a lifetime or years or whatever, but, um, but it it was, it's indescribable um, how much I appreciated what happened. Wow. Yes. Thank you. Gracias, gracias. Mamacita Ayahuasca. Yeah. 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 Yes. <laughs> I know. It's it's really thank you to the plant medicine, you know, because they, they know. Mm-hmm. I don't care what anyone says. They fucking know what the fuck is going on in this world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, these are and I don't believe that I would have had an experience like I had um, without the this personal growth path that I've been on. Because it's not like I'm just attempting to, um, you know, just stay in psychedelic land all the time. Um, right. I meditate. I write. I read, I, I ground, you know, I do, I do a lot of things that don't involve substance. So right. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not, when it comes to this type of thing, it's like, I'm definitely not just looking for a drug experience, you know, and I, right. Right. and, um, you know, I, I think the appeal to to this kind of stuff is 
the the crazy story that you can tell out of it. Yeah. Um, and if you like, you were saying if you don't do anything with it, then it was just a drug experience. Right. Yeah. So so I think what you're trying to say is like integrating what happened is really is really key. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because if, if I go through that whole thing and then just come back to my everyday life and get frustrated with the exact same shit that I get frustrated with and don't continue to work on it and, um, avoid thinking about the, the, the gifts that I was given and the lessons that I was shown and the energy that I was allowed to feel, um, that just, it doesn't feel good to me. Um, and yeah, I, I, I think it's because it was something that I had been wanting to do for so long that I was approaching it with as much respect as I possibly could. Yeah. Um, you know, there's only so much you can know about an experience like that before you actually just do it. You know, if you've never right. jumped off uh, high dive before, there's only so much you can know until you actually do it. Like, you just got to do it, you know. And, right. and I, I think we talked about this on uh, the podcast that we did together. Um, I don't believe this shit is for everybody. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't I absolutely do not believe that everybody should do this. So I'm, you'll never hear me saying like, oh, let's, you know, dose the water supply with LSD and like do all this other like conspiracy (laughs) shit. It's like, no, 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 no. Like if I I don't think anybody uh, should be offered to do this just without any sort of thought behind it. You know, it's to me, that would be a, a waste of an experience and just not being very kind to the the (laughs) the person that's about to go through it right (laughs) yeah (sighs) yeah yeah so um let me think uh if you guys are interested i mean we were talking about some integration stuff i'm pretty sure i have a podcast on integration too somewhere if you scroll through um the episodes i've listed um and I'm actually running my first, Ryan is in my test group. Uh, thank you, Ryan, for your participation. Um, yeah. So integrating, uh, it's called ayahuasca, integrating the shadow and the light. And, um, you know, it's the thing I've learned over and over again, and not have I only learned this in the medicine, but I've learned this, like, I've studied a lot of different spiritual practices and like, our dark parts or our shadows like the part of us like that we feel like is wounded or it's blocking us or like it's unbalanced or whatever it's it's our best teacher Mm -hmm. so we can raise into our light and so it's like learning how to tame or train or like master that part of ourselves you know because each part is being recruited for a reason and so if we know the roots we know the cause you know, we can befriend it and be like, okay, cool. Like, I know who you are, like, whether it's the, you know, the perfectionist or the inner critic or uh, the codependent or the addict or 
the performer. There's a lot of names for these archetypes inside of us, right? Or whatever you want to call them, just different schools of thought. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so just knowing when these blocks come up and then knowing what to do with them and navigating that. And um, because there's a lot of highs and lows in uh, whether you call it recovery, whether you call it like raising your vibration or your consciousness or learning how to navigate uh, the world of plant medicine like ayahuasca so definitely it will it will require yeah I don't know how to I don't like I always want to find the right sentence for this but it will require a lot of you and whether you want whether you signed up for that shit or not (laughs) (laughs) oh man oh yeah yeah, that's 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 the thing. Is I've definitely had the thought, you know, and I've heard other people say it like uh none of us, you know, what you end up believing is is, is one thing, but I I feel like a lot of us can look at the circumstances that happen in our life and just be like, I didn't ask for this. Like what the oh. hell? You know, and it's, uh, oh my God. if, if that can be reframed, you know, to, you know, what is, what is this trying to show me? And, yeah. it, you know, did, did I come here for this and looking for answers instead of avoiding it is, uh, can be important for the shift. Um, you know, yes. just, a whole nother podcast topic, Ryan. We might yeah. have to <laughs> reconvene very soon here. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, seeking the answers versus avoiding them. Yeah. Yeah. And look at looking at that. You're suppressing the soul and you're like, no, stop talking to me. And then you just Yeah. And then you do feel depressed. Yeah. 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 I wonder yeah, I wonder if that'll ever be able to be proven this depression thing, like if we could figure out from a scientific standpoint, um, how to prove the soul exists, you know, if you, what's that? I said, Oh, I see. I see. I know what you mean. Yes. I'm following. Yeah. To where it's like, Oh man, you know, if you can prove that the soul exists, uh, from a scientific standpoint, I, I believe that depression and suppressing your, your soul's purpose or what your soul wants to be nourished by and it's definitely going to be a correlation there yeah definitely there's actually you know if you're interested there's actually a researcher at the u of a uh, the university of arizona who researches exactly what you just said and he's a i forget his name is it daniel mcqueen but he's an maybe he's the anesthesiologist i forget i don't even know how to say that name Um, or that word (laughs) But basically, yeah, he he researches like when he puts people under, you know, there's there's something in the brain or the body that's still kind of lit up under an fMRI. So he's like he claims that that's the soul because if everything is asleep, then whatever this is, then that's the answer. But Uh, or maybe it's Strassman. Is it Rick Strassman that? No, it's not Rick Strassman. Okay, okay. Um, I'm thinking of something. I think him and Daniel McQueen were going to uh, attempt to scientifically prove that they could speak with the spirit. Oh, totally. 
Yeah. I mean, <laughs> luckily <laughs> I don't need proof, you know, so I'm satisfied. I got, I got past lives for days to with myself to, to settle on that. So. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. You know, it's like, we've kind of been explaining like you can't really explain this stuff and like you know when you know you just know and that's that's your power right there like no one can take that away from you and no one can measure it and it's it's actually kind of like this amazing thing Mm -hmm. you know yeah yeah because the thing about it for me like and that this is this just came up um with you saying that is is that self confidence that self-love that self-understanding of like Mm -hmm. i don't care what anybody else says i i know that this was real for me and if if anything else that is an incredibly big piece of it for for me because you need to be you need to feel good about how you feel and what you think um to feel good in your own body. And we had so much fucking pressure from outside influences and society that we need to act and think a certain way that it takes us away from just having that self-confidence and having that self-love and uh, the experience that I had just, Oh man, it, um, it, it got me back on track with some of that. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Incredible. Oh yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for all the, well, thank you, Ryan, too, um, for sharing so much today for being extremely vulnerable for, you know, sharing details um, on such a large platform about your really sacred experience. And uh, thank you to uh, ayahuasca for the healings, for the teachings and, Mm -hmm. Man, I don't know. It's crazy. I mean, woof. If you asked me, like, you know, five, six years ago, like, hey, like, did you? No, I was. <laughs> I mean, I was, I was dragged into this, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kicking and screaming, and I finally surrendered. It's taken me, you know, almost six years, but hey, it's okay. <laughs> wow, man. Um, and. Uh, and yeah, so let's think. Um, hey, how can people find out about you, Ryan? Like, uh, you know, your Instagram or your uh, website. Is there anything you want to advertise really quick? Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, it's for the the podcast that I've had the past couple years. It's all at Dive Into Discussion. You can search it on, on Facebook. It's dive in, at Dive Into Discussion on Instagram. It's Discussion Divers on Twitter. I'm not that active on Twitter, but I still have an account. Um, Website is newly revamped and up, and it's just diveintodiscussion.com. And a side result from this is, um, you know, I've been getting pulled to work with with men more over these, I would say over like the last year, I've really been getting this... um, getting this urge to, to help, help out with men. And I've started, 
I've started a podcast on Anchor uh, as well called the the Ryan Maley podcast. Last name is M A H L E, and mm-hmm. I'm dedicating that to to men. Women are more than welcome to to listen to it. Give me feedback about what they think. Any feedback is welcome. But my message is being geared towards men because I feel like we're at a day and age now where most of us are confused about what the hell we're doing here, what the hell we should be uh, doing to give back and what's okay to do to give back. And um, suicide rates have spiked. Uh, Emotional intelligence is at an all-time low. And I believe those are equally linked. Um, Wow. And I, yeah, I'm, I'm on my initial pursuit for that. Um, so yeah, if you want to follow along there, those podcasts are only going to be like five to 10 minutes, um, keeping it short and yeah. sweet. My other ones on diamond discussion are, uh, they probably average out to around an hour or a little over. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's where you can find me. Except our podcast was like two hours. Oh my God. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I got to. I, I just oh. like looking over the time, like, oh shit. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah you know. No, it's all good. Cool, cool. Well, yes. Thank you so much for letting us know how we can find you. And um, it's awesome that you've been inspired to do this new endeavor. And um, the world is definitely lucky to have a spirit like you and taking all your life's wisdom and transforming it and giving it to others i really appreciate that yeah um so any last burning comments before we sign off man i don't think so it's just gonna open up another <laughs> another hour <laughs> hour <laughs> hey, <you know. laughs> awesome okay cool well thank you so much ryan for being on the multi-dimensional journey mm-hmm. This has been your host, Ayahuasca Carr, and remember why you came here.